Welcome to the Doctors Hospital podcast. I am your host, Alexis Burrows, brand manager at Doctors Hospital. Today we are continuing our series on pain management. Um, so far, we've talked to anesthesiologist Dr. Jazriel Thompson. Last week, we spoke with um, neuro and spine surgeon uh, Dr. Sushil Wadwa. And today, we're moving in a slightly different direction, and we're going to be talking about where we rehab and physiotherapy fits into the pain management space. To talk about that this morning, we have. Dr. Shanaa Sheikh, who is a physiotherapist um, and also the manager for rehab at Doctors Hospital West. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Sheikh. Thanks, Alexis. It's always a pleasure. Before we get started, here are a few words on the new normal at Doctors Hospital. We at Doctors Hospital have been hard at work preparing for the new normal. From COVID screening as you enter the facility, to mandatory hand and shoe washing stations. To further limit contact, we have launched a concierge service that allows for pre-registration and in-car waiting. Scheduling for imaging, laboratory, rehabilitation, and other services has also been adjusted. And our pharmacy is now offering curbside pickup and delivery. We're here to serve you with the same quality and care that you've come to expect. Doctors Hospital. Trusted and best care now. Isn't your health worth it? As I mentioned, we've kind of covered pain management so far from two perspectives. One from a non-surgical treatment um, perspective, specifically with regards to opioids and uh, medication as a treatment option. And then from obviously a more surgical perspective with Dr. Wadwell last week. Um, and what we want to talk about today is kind of where rehab fits uh, along the process of managing pain. Uh, so... Where exactly does physiotherapy rehabilitation services fit into the whole um, spectrum of, of pain management? Uh, when we talk about pain, the chronic pain, it's quite multidimensional. It's not just black and white. It, uh, because it's multidimensional, so we need to have a multidisciplinary approach to mm -hmm. address the myriad of symptoms that the patient presents with. The pain seriously affects the quality of patients' social and working lives. There are marked changes in their sleep patterns, the way they cope with the pain, their ability to exercise, how they undertake their normally day, normal daily tasks, mm -hmm. and how they even attend work or even social activities. As a result, there's a reduction in the physical, psychological, social, overall well-being of a patient. And it in turn may lead into anxiety, depression, and decreased physical and mental functioning. So in this context, treatment for chronic pain has become multimodal now and mm -hmm. multidisciplinary. And the emphasis is on a range of strategies aimed at maximizing the pain reduction, right. improving health-related quality of life, independence and mobility, 
and also enhancing the psychological well-being and preventing any secondary dysfunction. Now, a physiotherapist, where it comes in, is the physiotherapist always aims at restoring or developing the healthy and functional mobility. Mm-hmm. How does the physiotherapist do that? One, he evaluates and then strengthens the musculature of the affected area. We also aim at coordinating and building up the endurance in the muscles which might be injured or which might be sore mm-hmm. and the surrounding structures around the muscles. The okay. physiotherapist also aims at improving the balance and the posture, especially if the injured area is influenced by these. Mm-hmm. Many a times the poor posture can lead to back pains, you know. Mm-hmm. And then we use a, a range of techniques for pain relief, which includes but is not limited to heat, cold, hydrotherapy, electrotherapy, different massage methods, manipulations, mobilizations. And also teaching the patient how to reduce the severity of pain by use of appropriate body mechanics, mm-hmm. by positioning and by pacing the exercise that they do. Okay. Also coming in is the behavioral therapy approach in which, you know, I mean, you um, um, help the patient to restore the physical activities Mm -hmm. and also improve the quality of life by um, encouraging them to to learn how to cope the coping mechanisms for their pain and disability on a day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And um, last but not the least, also the patient's home environment. Right. And uh, how it is situated, if there are any hindrances in accessibility and suitability for the person in terms of uh, being able to get in and out and move around his own house. Right. So um, you kind of answered my second question was how does a physiotherapist treat pain? Um, I think you kind of covered some of that in terms of the heat, cold, all of those different kind of mechanics. Um, so I guess let me move to my next question then, which is, how do um how do I know if my pain is one that can be managed by um, physiotherapy rehabilitation that sort of approach as opposed to opioids or uh, surgical methods? Um, physiotherapy is quite safe and effective effective alternative to opioids for the management of most of the non cancer related pains. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you take opioids, basically what the opioids do, they just mask the sensation of the pain. Whereas the physical therapist, they will treat and manage the pain through the movement, hands-on care, exercise, and patient education, which many a times might defer the need for any invasive surgeries or potentially addictive medications in most of the cases. Mm-hmm. Um, Physiotherapy in certain conditions can even completely relieve chronic pain without the need of surgery or drugs. Right. Um, also, part of physiotherapy is empowering the patient to take charge mm. of his or her own recovery through patient education. Patient can, um, you know, I mean, um, understand the value of physiotherapy treatments once he understands or is educated truly about why he's having pain, what he needs to do to take care of that pain, what ha- lifestyle choices mm-hmm. they need to make to, uh, you know, I mean, be able to uh, reduce the pain intensity 
and why the person has to do a regular exercise routine, why so, what foods to eat, what activities and movements they should avoid, and how to take best care of yourself so that you can experience less pain. Okay. Physiotherapists also kind of can teach you specialized techniques for everyday movement and activities and advise you on uh, like safely how you can increase your exercise regimen or exercise intensity. Mm-hmm. They'll again help you to pace yourself and if needed, alter the movement dysfunctions, you know, uh, so that if you have any problems with gait or posture, which are giving you the pain that can be addressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also, um, the studies, uh, there are studies which suggest that those who exercise on a regular basis, they experience less pain. Even if they have pain, they don't experience it as strong. Right. Statistically, those who exercise more than three times per week, per week the chronic pain is 20 28% actually less common in them. Oh, wow. That's something. Right. That's, so that, something. that's an interesting component to kind of keep in mind. Um, so you've mentioned specifically a, a lot about chronic pain. Um, is physiotherapy also a treatment option for more acute instances of pain? Uh, definitely. The lifetime prevalence, if you kind of go by the statist again, lifetime prevalence of low back pain in adults is between 65 to 80% mm-hmm. worldwide. And there is still a lot of variation that exists in terms of diagnosis and treatment of low back pain episodes. Mm -hmm. About 80% of the people worldwide would have had an episode or two of low back pain in their lifetime. So physiotherapy has been advocated as an effective treatment Mm -hmm. from acute low back pain. By remaining active during the acute episode of low back pain, it has been shown effective to be more effective than the bed rest. It has a physiotherapy has a proven dose relationship, dose response relationship. Mm-hmm. If we do early physiotherapy inter- uh, intervention, it is associated with decreased use of lumbosacral or epidural injections, physician office visits for low back pain, mm-hmm. and lumbar surgery. When compared to physiotherapy, if it is done at a, say, at a subacute or a chronic stage. So it's always better to start the physiotherapy, say, within first six weeks following the diagnosis of low back pain. Mm-hmm. So that a wide range of improvements in disability, general health, social function, anxiety, depressive symptoms, mental health, and vitality can be you know, taken care of. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so you mentioned, um, you know, prior to further treatment. So what kind of, um, I guess, what kind of options are available if I've been diagnosed with um, a chronic pain or a chronic ailment? Um, what kind of options are there for me for physio prior to getting into the need for necessarily, an, uh, you know, an opioid prescription or um, surgery? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, when we talk about back, I mean, it's the spine, but it's not just the spine. It's not just the bones, which are kind of on top of another. Mm-hmm. There are other components of the back, which are the ligaments that hold these bones together. There are the muscles, which act as levers for different movements that are possible at our spine. And then there are the nerves, which are actually mm-hmm. the control mechanism 
coming from the brain all the way to your muscles, causing them to contract and relax in a coordinated muscle, coordinated manner. Now, low back pain actually stems from issues with any of those factors, like the bone, it could be the nerve, it could be the ligament, it could be the muscle, or even the fascia, which is in the back. So a physiotherapist will try to address these symptoms, first assess like what is causing the pain. Mm -hmm. Once the therapist knows what is causing the pain, then accordingly address it. And if there are, yes, surgical intervention is needed. Surgical intervention is needed, say, if you are having some, uh, say, motor symptoms, motor mm -hmm. symptoms as in, say, your muscles have become weak, you are kind of getting unsteady, you are not able to kind of walk, say you have got already weak in your legs or your low back, mm -hmm. or if you lost your, there are problems with your bowel and bladder function or your sexual life, mm -hmm. and if the pain is too strong that it cannot be controlled with in strong medicines, yes, then you definitely would need surgery. Right. Um, but with terms for the patients, before the surgery, uh, even if you have to go for surgery, it is the term these days is prehab. Mm. It's a good thing to go for prehab as it helps with preparing the patient mentally for right. the surgical procedures. It also improves the surgical outcomes. Mm -hmm. It decreases the risk of post-operative infections. Mm -hmm. And it will help the patients regain strength more quickly. Right. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier, you know, this uh, this concept of multidisciplinary approach to to treating pain. Um, if I'm someone who has pain um, and may need, like, a, I guess, a combination of taking some sort of prescription treatment as well as doing rehab, is that like how does that work? Is that something that that we do? That's quite common. Um, say what because uh, the patient initially goes to a doctor so the doctor when the doctor sees him meet a physician a specialist a consultant an orthopedician a neurologist they will try a course of medications first after they have done their investigations and come to a diagnosis mm -hmm. they will try to see if the patient kind of gets better with the medications mm -hmm. at the same time it is kind of incumbent or they kind of feel the need for a physiotherapist to see then that the outcome kind of is really doubled up mm -hmm. if the patient does therapy while he's taking he or she's taking the medications right so um we talked about you know what that looks like prior to so the type of physio that you may do prior to if you have to have surgery what um what does physio look like in the aftermath of having to have had a surgical procedure um, after surgery, surgery, so you have to understand first, like it is just a procedure. You mm -hmm. go in and you're done, say one time and you're done. Then you just go for a follow-up, say maybe a week or three weeks down the line and again six weeks down the line. Whereas rehab is a process. You will have to keep on doing the same things mm -hmm. over and over again. And, uh, and the surgical outcome many a times will depend on the patient compliance. Right. Like how compliant the patient is. Mm -hmm. So for a surgery to be successful, compliance is very important. So postoperatively, what the physiotherapist initially will do is educate the patient again a lot, mm -hmm. telling the patient what the patient should be doing, what the patient should not be doing, teaching the patient safe techniques, what the person should be doing, how they should be doing it at home, and when they go out of, at work. Mm -hmm. 
the physiotherapist will teach the patient how to safely get in and out of the bed. They teach you the exercises to, you know, start activating your core muscles and strengthening them again with mm-hmm. your low back muscles so that you don't get stiff after the surgery. Right. And they'll again, depending on the surgery, like how big the surgery was, you might need help with practicing your walk, which might even need some walking aid or not. Mm-hmm. And then also like how to climb the stairs. Right. And again, I mean, around uh, after the surgery, usually there is inflammation around the surgical area. The physiotherapist will do different interventions, right. different measures to take care of that inflammation and the pain that is associated with it. Right. Now, it all depends on um, what kind of surgery was right. done. The surgery can be as simple as a microdiscectomy, which is kind of what is getting propagated at this point. If it is just a minor issue, just a microsurgery will be done. So the patient will not need such a big, you know, I mean, uh, amount of physiotherapy mm-hmm. after surgery. But if it is a big surgery, like a spinal fusion was done, right? then definitely you are, you know, I mean, the rehab process is longer. So it all depends um, on how big the surgery was. Right. But again, no matter what the surgery was, the aim of the physiotherapist postoperatively is to restore the normal movement, mm-hmm. then activate the strengthening, activate and strengthen your back and core muscles, and also reduce postoperative stiffness, mm-hmm. and also putting the patient back to life. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like in a lot of ways, um, physiotherapy kind of fits into that space post-op um, as reacclimating a patient's body to, you know, what what normalcy is, you know. So, like you said, mentioned, you know, climbing stairs, if, if it's something where you have to kind of relearn or, or get comfortable walking again, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, it really is... Um, I guess it speaks to the even the whole concept of what we what we've been doing with the series of podcasts, right? Which is just how um, multi-dimensional the approach to pain management should be in order to get the best outcomes. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're looking for, right? Um, when Definitely. someone goes through this process from start to finish, that you have the best possible outcome for them. Meaning, uh, and I know I've heard Dr. Thompson mention it. I heard um, Dr. Wadler mention it last week, and you mentioned it just now. This idea of, you know, getting back to your normal life. So your normal social activities, you know, if it's being able to just go to the food store again or go to dinner or go to the park and take a walk, things like that. Just kind of bringing people back to that space of of whatever normalcy looks like for them. Um, and obviously rehab in most instances would be kind of the, if you do do, if you go through surgery, kind of the 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 backup to that and and the last step in in moving people towards normalcy. Um, that and uh, prehab also, like right. I did mention, prehab also will be right. helpful. And I think that's something I'm not sure how how much or how well known that is, but um, I imagine that's something that's enlightening for people as well to know that you know there are opportunities prior to going through surgery to kind of get you prepped both from a mental standpoint and a physical standpoint. So that's really good information to know as well. Um, I think you may have mentioned to this point, but I just want to ask it a little bit more directly. Is it possible that, um, physiotherapy can mitigate or even eliminate the need for surgery? Yes. 
many a times because again like when we talk about chronic pains it can be anything it's as simple as a non-specific pain for which you don't need surgery actually mm-hmm. and but when it is coming with some motor of symptoms in terms of the weakness in your legs your bowel and bladder functions or you know i mean when your pain is unbearable then yes surgery mm-hmm. but before that you know i mean physiotherapy takes care of most of the things where the patient will not need any opioids or surgical intervention at all right you mentioned earlier um you singled out uh pain related to to cancer and cancer treatments as something that is kind of a, a different area. Um, is, is physiotherapy effective in that space? What, what, um, what options are available in pain management from a broad perspective um, in that specific instance? Because I, I noticed you did single it out to say that that's something that's a little bit different. So where, for someone who may be going through chemotherapy or other cancer treatments and they're having pain related to that, where where does physio fit in specifically but what are the options for them for pain management from a broad a broad perspective with relation to the pain because of cancer physiotherapy is not proven to be as effective Mm -hmm. and they will be more or less depending on the medications physio comes in after they have taken the say for example the radiotherapy and chemotherapy to get kind of them back to life in terms of their you know, endurance and bringing up um, their comfort levels. But to really take care of pain, it will be more or less passive, you know, I mean, modalities that you'll take care of, help to basically just help mm-hmm. with pain relief, but not really take care of the pain. Okay. Because the cancer is there that is causing the pain that needs to be addressed. Right. Understood. Um, so I guess from a, a general perspective, if I'm someone who is experiencing pain, um, chronic or otherwise, do I need to get a referral in order to see a physiotherapist for pain management? Uh, Now, most of the countries in the world, which includes uh, the United States and Canada, they have legislated direct public access for the physiotherapist. Mm -hmm. So the patients can go and see the physiotherapist directly. But in the Bahamas, we are still a referral-based practice. Mm-hmm. And the patient can see a physiotherapist only when they're attending physician, general practitioner, specialist, or a consultant, or any doctor who is seeing them refers them to physiotherapy. Mm-hmm. But even in such case, um, what I would encourage the patients is to do their due research uh, and uh, you know educate themselves about which therapist they want to see or which facility they want to be referred to, right. and then request their doctor to be uh, to refer them to the same facility. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so short answer: yes, we do uh, need a referral to be seen. Okay. Um, so, if I've already gone through that process, how do I then, you know, for someone listening, how do they go about making an appointment to see? Um, a physiotherapist or somebody in our rehab space? So if you are suffering from back pain specifically, because we are talking about back pain, Mm -hmm. be it specific or non-specific, and you need uh, to see a physiotherapist, you could ask your doctor to write a referral for you to see the physiotherapist. Mm -hmm. They are all covered. The physiotherapy treatments are covered by most of the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. And um, if you do not have any insurance, Dr. Hospital has come up with attractive cash rates too. Mm -hmm. At this point, also, I want to make a mention of the launch of LAMP program by Dr. Hospital. Mm -hmm. 
which can be a good addition to your insurance as well as the NHI. Right. So regarding LAMP, you can call or WhatsApp 825-LAMP for more information. Mm-hmm. For uh, rehab appointments, um, once you determine that you have to see a physiotherapist, you can call 302-4636 and ask to book an appointment with the physiotherapist that you'd like to see. Right. So if someone goes to our sessional clinic and a physician in sessional um, determines that they need rehab, can that physician write up the referral for them to go to um, one of our uh, physiotherapists or one of our rehab facilities? Yes, definitely. Okay. All right. Because I know we had mentioned, obviously, um, Dr. Thompson has mentioned that she sits in sessional clinic as, the, as does Dr. Wadwa. So there are um, opportunities there if someone's going through pain to go through that process and if physiotherapy is then deemed necessary to then book an appointment. Um, right now, because I imagine people may want to know, um, what is what does rehab look like during this COVID pandemic? What does a rehab session look like? What might a person need to know if they're coming into physically into this space? And what options are available for maybe rehab from a distance, whether telehealth or something along those lines? Can you speak to that? Yes, yeah, sure. So presently, we are uh, seeing the patients in the clinic also. We're taking due COVID precautions. Mm -hmm. So when you come in, we ask you that you come with a mask on before entering the facility. Then as you come in, uh, we check your temperature. We check your pressure and other vitals before we um, see you in the clinic. We have reduced the footprint inside the outpatient. So we do not take more than one patient in a given patient space. Mm -hmm so that there's not too many people inside the location at a given time. And the therapists are taking due precautions in terms of wearing their PPEs Mm -hmm. and changing them with every patient as they go through the patient. That's at the facility. Then we also do offer telehealth sessions uh, where the patient can make use of the technology that is and have an access, an appointment with a physiotherapist via telehealth. Mm And the third thing also we are doing right now is home health. Mm-hmm. We are coming to people's house to right. treat them. Say one, if they definitely need it, like they are not mobile. Mm-hmm. Or second, if they choose to given the present circumstances that they don't want to come in, they are apprehensive about coming to our facility. Right. So we are coming to their home. Again, we maintain the same COVID precautions that before we go into the patient's house, we put on the PPs and change them every time we see another patient. Okay. And we also ask the patients that if they are not well, if it is their appointment, to call us to cancel saying that, hey, I'm not feeling well. You know, I mean, we don't want you to come in or have us come to you if you are feeling sick. Right. Okay. Um, And and that's good to know because, I mean, essentially, um, there are three very clear and specific options for people if they um, are in need of seeing a physiotherapist. Um, They can still still have the opportunity to come into the space, um, obviously, with all of our COVID precautions in place. Um, telehealth is then the second option and then home care, which again, taking into consideration all of the, the necessary COVID precautions. So that's good. I mean, I'm not sure if people were aware of, you know, the, the, the breadth of options that exist in, but specifically in rehab for those, um, you know, opportunities to engage with a physiotherapist or, you know, someone in our rehab facility. That's really good to know. Um, this has been a great just conversation. More, Go ahead. Just to come in one more point is about, you just mentioned rehab. I just want to bring it to light. 
that besides physiotherapists, right. the same options are available for occupational therapists also mm -hmm. who we have and the speech therapist also who we have on board. Right. So they also present you with all these three options. Mm -hmm. um, right. So that speaks to the full scope of services offered by um, rehab, our doctor's hospital rehabilitation services. That's great. Um, this has been a great conversation. Um, I think there's a, a lot of information that we've covered that people m may or may not have been aware of um, in terms of where uh, rehab and physiotherapy kind of fits in the spectrum of pain management, um, you know, for, I guess, looking forward, there are, you know, a multitude of opportunities for people to engage with a physiotherapist or anybody else within our rehab space, whether, like you said, occupational therapy um, or speech therapy. And I think that's good information for people to kind of be aware of. I think the big thing is, I'm not sure how many people are aware that, you know, most of what we offer in terms of physiotherapy is covered by um, insurance. Um, so I think sometimes people may not be aware of that and they may hear that they, you know, they might need uh, physio and they're not, not sure that they want to embrace it because they're concerned about costs. But if you're insured, then you obviously have... Um, you know, most of that will be covered by most major insurance companies here on the island, which is good to um, to know. Um, well, thanks a lot, uh, Dr. Sheikh, for coming on the podcast today. I think this has been very informational, very uh, educational for our listeners. Um, and thank you for taking time out of your schedule to kind of sit down with us and go through this information. Thank you, Alexis. Always a pleasure. We'd like to once again give a special thanks to Dr. Shanaz Sheikh for appearing on the Doctor's Hospital podcast today. Um, I hope that it was some very helpful information for those of you who have been listening to the pain management series. Um, and I am happy to announce that we have one more entry in the pain management series coming next week, um, speaking to the mental component to pain management. For those of you who have been listening attentively over the past few weeks, we do have one more um, entry into the pain management series, and I hope that you would come back next week to take a listen. As always, we encourage you to like, comment, share, and subscribe to the Doctor's Hospital podcast, and we will see you here next week.